motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. top light now kurt steading it's his turn to bring that thing in it's a supercharged warrior battle right here in a starting line at bradington motorsports park they're in they're gone lights are down oh look at this in the left lane the kid getting 32 does it the canadian takes the hundred thousand dollars and turns it into a hundred and twenty two when he crosses the border a hundred twenty two thousand dollar win for spencer hyde look at the numbers 037 033 the short time 0.923 to a 930 9.643 at 205 miles per hour your winner of this incredible world series of drag ra- pro mod goes to the canadian spencer hyde well, that was that, that that. How many times have I that, Nick? <laughs> the loss. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. That. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Power Podcast. It is our motorsport update. I'm here. I'm host Nick DeCember. I'm here with co-host Johnny Lady. Johnny, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. For those that we started that podcast off, that was the final in the World Series of. Pro mod that was held last weekend. What an absolutely magnificent win to um, Spencer Hyde. Now, for those that didn't quite pick up on that, he won that from the 32 spot. So he qualified in number 32. That and he won oh. the event in from the 32 spot. Amazing. I cannot remember the last time that's ever happened. However, in saying that, the first round was a chip draw. So when I say a chip draw, they basically drew first round instead of one versus 32. Yep. It was basically one, I think, in his situation. He picked up number – so Spencer Hyde, he came up against um, – he would have come up against Johnny Camp, but no, he came up against number 19, Tommy Gray. Um, amazing. Like, But there was only – in the top 32, the whole the whole split from the top 32 was 0.056 in qualifying. Oh. So it was a really tough field. The whole field of 60 cars, 60, yeah, 60 cars, it was 0.184, the split. That's crazy. It is incredible. It is incredible. I really love to get over there one day and experience the World Series of Pro Mod. Uh, looked like an amazing event. Wes Buck, editor of... Um, Jeez, uh, Drag Illustrated, that was the word I was looking for, Drag Illustrated. He put the event on, and what a magnificent event he's done. He's done that the last few years now, just trying to promote ProMod and bring bring ProMod. I mean, we the prize money was $100,000. Now, I think Altucci's got his conversion rate wrong. I actually converted <laughs> to 136 Canadian dollars, 136000 I don't know where he got 122000 Oh, he's pretty from. excited. He was. <laughs> he was wound up. <laughs> It was wound up. So congratulations to Spencer Hyde, the Canadian, for turning $100,000 US dollars into $136,000 Canadian dollars. Really interesting. Jim Halsey was the top nitrous car, but he was out in the first round. Um, and some big names that didn't qualify, Melanie Salimi, uh, previous winner Mike Bauman, Frankie Taylor, Ty Tuttero, didn't qualify. Interestingly enough, however, the the guys that didn't qualify, and girls, sorry, 
got to go into a $10,000 second chance race. So the top 16 of those non-qualifiers had their own race for $10,000. Now, listen to this. Melanie actually ended up winning that on a 364-3 to win, right? That would have put her, if she'd done that in qualifying, she would have been in the number two spot. That's weird. Yeah. So (laughs) obviously the tune-up came to them. So what do you get? So you get 10 grand for winning that, that. How much do you get? I'm not sure what second for the prize bo- was. For the bottom of <laughs> the I other half. <laughs> I think she's done better. Let's put it that way. Um, so, yeah, Melanie Salimi. Uh, it was a magnificent event. And like I said, it was uh, telecast on the Flow Racing channel. So I managed to catch some of it, not all of it. I saw the entire first round. And uh, I think they're doing some magnificent things in pro mod racing in the US. And, and Wes Buck and his, his entire team, actually. Uh, Mike Carpenter as well. They're doing a magnificent job. Um, that commentary really does get me excited. I I, I love Altucci, and um, I think that yeah, that it's got a bit of Daryl Eastlake yeah, in there. It does. <laughs> yeah, Simon said that before. Actually, he's the Daryl Eastlake of of drag racing. I mean, Daryl Eastlake did a fair bit of of uh, commentary over the years, so. It was great, great event, and um, one we should try and get to one day when, um, when we can. What do you think of the supercars, the Gen Three? Oh, well, where do we start? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to know where to start. I, I don't know where to start myself. Even I, I've been reading a bit of news of of recently, even up until today, and I haven't got this in the notes, but I, I know you'd be across it. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on on um, James Courtney's car. Fairly, they weren't able to get that car nah. out for the race. Now, did that, that crash look like much to you? Uh, no. Well, I mean, it's a street circuit, so it's a, it's not very forgiving. So yeah. But uh, Tim Edwards has come out. They today. did say they peel open. They're supposed to peel open. Easier, is that right? Yeah, Did I understand correct. that? Yeah, yeah. But they're also supposed to be able to be put back to new easier as well, correct? Well, yeah, but that wasn't the case. No. Um, so the subclip didn't fit. Didn't, yeah. Look, is it just a weird, is it just that weird, ca- well, let's just hope, because if it's not, then that's a big problem, isn't it? They're not. The problem is, as Tim Edwards put it today, Tim Edwards is the principal of um, Tickford Racing, as he said today, we're not going to know until we have more crashes. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know how they obviously think that the car's obviously bent further than yeah, down so the track. Yeah. Obviously, so if they're. I don't know, Nick. So the subframe they had a brand. They only got the subframe on Saturday. Yeah, from but they Pace couldn't bolt it on. But wouldn't fit. No. Yeah. So the damage is obviously transferred further down. That is supposed to be in the philosophy of the this Gen Three, but. Um, it, it seems to be more prone to damage. Uh, it be interesting to see what, you know, the other car, which was one, the Declan Fraser one, Declan that crashed Fraser, on yeah. the, see how, see how that one ends up. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. They, they didn't get that ready. They couldn't get that back out, could they? Oh, no, I don't think so, because it was red flags, but I don't think that... Yeah, but it was just a, an undersplit. That was the other thing. That was just a broken undersplitter. I mean, in... in we're supposed to be going forward, but in the Gen 2 car, that car would have been – might have been a lap down or two, but it would have been back on the track. Yeah. But even Declan's car didn't get back well, on. We did, we did say we anticipated uh, a few casualties in the first one, didn't we? Yeah, we we, we did say that, but I'm, I am surprised by their uh, inability to get the car yeah, back. Yeah, I was ready. too. Yeah, yeah. And I saw photos of it today, and 
uh, yeah, it's it looked fairly. It didn't look like a big hit, but it looked fairly damaged. Mm. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, Tim Edwards went on to say the only way to fix it at the track was get the engine out, and they they just weren't in a position to do that um, between the shootout and the and yeah. the start of the race. So. Um, interesting to see. As I said, we won't know. They won't know until until more racing, more more crashes. Mm. Unfortunately, I guess we we should. Well, we didn't start with that, but we're second on the run run down here. I guess we should start talking about the ice box and the disqualification of Triple Eight. There, there is an appeal, an appeal to the appeal, uh, the appeal to the disqualification uh, pending at the moment. So by the time we listen to this, they might have had their. First and second reinstated. We don't know for race one, but um, at this stage there was a protest up, uh, upheld against the position of the ice box. So I think, in my mind, tell me what you think. But I think, in my mind, this is a classical triple eight situation. Hey, Adrian, come over here, have a look at this. This is what we're doing. Adrian didn't know or didn't. Adrian Burgess, that is head yep. of motorsport yep. for supercars, probably didn't want to get caught up in a situation where he was saying, no, you can't have that, and just said, yeah, okay, was expecting an email with that documented, didn't get an email, and then this protest comes through, and, and or you know, Adrian's ro- like a roo uh, with the, the headlights on it at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I, I when I heard about the, the discrepancy, I thought, oh, these guys will get off for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's yeah. you know, in the scheme of things, is it really, you know? It, it didn't affect the. It's the not a race result. No. You know what I mean? So, and Triple Eight always get off with everything. So I thought it'd be uh, none the wiser, but uh, maybe they're trying to make an example out of them straight off the bat. Or I don't, I don't know. I, I think it. I, I just, I didn't. I felt for Adrian. Burgess, that is, because I think he was really stuck between a rock and a hard place. He would have looked at that and said to himself, I don't think they're allowed to do that, but I'm not going to say anything until I get a proper email asking them for it. They're, they're asking yeah, for it. You're and probably if, right there. Yeah, and if I get if we get a protest, then we'll have to we'll have to disqualify yeah. him. I, I reckon he was really in a hard spot. And being an ex um like he was their head of engineering at the time, well, many years ago now, but at Triple Eight, it, it put him in an awkward situation. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't think it changed the race result. I don't think it hindered or helped the performance of the vehicle whatsoever. But, you know, I don't know. It's, um, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that. I'll one. take it. We'll yeah, take we'll Ford's take it. first yeah, win. Third, yeah, <laughs> that's right. They'll go down to the record books. Um, there was a lot of talk that, Groves wouldn't adapt to this new car. The, I think they've oh, they, yeah. they there was a lot of talk that Groves would struggle with this yeah. car and David would struggle with the yeah, car. But I mean, Reynolds does uh, sort of love the Newcastle. Um, yeah, I think he was on pole on pole there the last time we were there. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but do you think that maybe? Yeah, I think they've used that as a bit of motivation as well. Well, maybe David has David Reynolds. I don't know. I just felt like they were in the spotlight. They they've had those guys as not a lot of journos didn't have them in the top ten at the end of the year. Yeah, and I reckon they use that as a bit of motivation. Probably. I, I, I think it certainly helped them. Um, Still too early to yeah. obviously first race, and I think it is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's always good to see at least some. <clears throat> 
something different, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, anyway, look, race one winner, we had Cam Waters, Chas Mostert, Brody Kostecki, Will Brown, and Andre Hungarner. That was your top five. Race two was Shane Van Gisbergen, Chas Mostert, Davey Reynolds, James Golding, and Brock Feeney. We probably need to talk to the bump and run. I actually didn't put that on the on the notes here, or did I? Yeah, the old bump and run there. So just to go back, um, Kostecki butt for pole on the Saturday. Yeah. That was pretty um, – a lot of people did, uh, you know, listing to a few few things during the week. Um, they said to watch out for him. Yeah. Being a, that the, the car might suit his uh, driving style. Yeah. So that – it's good to see. I think Brody is the one to watch for the year, and there's a couple of others that I think that we need to watch as well. Chaz is certainly another one, and as it stands, I think he's adapted to the car really well, Chaz as well. Um, the four teams, I'm, I'm not sold on them, unfortunately, and DJR, I'm certainly not sold on. After yeah, what's results. with that? Yeah, like, very. You got one parody team, Triple Eight, coming first and second, well, and winning on the. You know, yep. and on, on the Saturday as well, and then you've got the other one. Like yeah, not even. Well, did they even make the top fifteen? I don't even no. think. I think it was off. No, that was yeah. shocking. Yeah, shocking. So it, there's a lot of questions to be answered there. Um, but yeah, look, the bump and run. We we're getting used to that with with, with SVG Shane. What did you think of that? Oh, look, I had this conversation with someone today, and I I just think you know you know it's. He, he, we've seen it so many times before, and he gets away with it. Now, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. Obviously, it was it was within the rules, um, according to supercars on Sunday. So, um, I think these other drivers got to get their elbows up a bit more um, when it comes to him. Like it, you know. Um, just, I think they need to make it more obvious as well. No, I, I just I, I think they need to when when he does do that move on you, I think you made to need to exaggerate it as well. Uh, I think that I didn't I wasn't comfortable with it I, at first. I was when I saw it in real time. Yes, yeah, so I was. I thought, oh, yeah, it's yeah, because you knew it was coming. You knew he was going like he was catching him. Classic Shane pits yep. late, looks after his tires, and runs them down. Mm. Like nothing's changed from last year in that respect. Yeah, he literally does it every race. I've seen it. Yeah. Time and time again. So uh, to see him pass wasn't, you know, a shock. Um, but then when you do go back and watch the footage and see how it does put Mostert, you know, um, out of position and, yeah. and not able to take the corner correctly. When, know, when I watched it again and again, um, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. And I, 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 I'm I was comfortable with Mostert hitting him back. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, not yeah, hard I think enough. everyone was. <laughs> I think everyone was. He gave him a real whack back, didn't he? It was. It was. But it, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to. I mean, his his tyres were how many laps older? Yeah, oh, I don't think. Oh, I think it had to be at least another ten or fifteen on top of what. Yeah. Of prior to his uh, the the Van Gisbergen stop. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I think that's where they ne- they need to. That's the gap they need to close. Is that looking after the tyre and the tyre hasn't changed. I think it's the same tyres last year, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So. I think it is changing, but not yet. The question I have for for Wilkinshaw Andretti and and even I guess to a certain extent um, Tickford is I think they need to change. Sometimes to beat the best, you got to be you know you've got to become the best, and I think they need to look at their strategy as well. I think hundred percent Mostert needed to be pitting. I think you need to replicate exactly what um, Shane's doing. You know. I'm not suggesting that you 
pit exactly the same lap, but you, near enough. You can't have more than five laps difference. Well, you've got to be in a similar, at least on the similar condition tyre to compete, be competitive. Yeah. So in Formula One, we see it quite often. Like, so they call it covering off. Yeah, the undercut. Yeah. yeah. So we see, you know, we see Max Verstappen do it. It's normally the other way around, but in this in this situation, we'll see. Um, I think if the leader's pitting, sometimes even if you're in third or fourth, you'll pit as well. If you want to, if you want to um, cover Day, cover yeah. them off, yeah. yeah. And vice versa. We always used to see Lewis Hamilton pit if Max was charging. He would pit at the same time to cover them yep. off. I think these guys need to start doing the same. Um, well, I think it's that the the times are that close now that you mm. know back in the old days it was never an issue. But no. now it's with multiple pit stops and fueling and that. Yeah, yeah, and especially the fuel the fueling takes a fair bit of time in these things as yeah. well. It's like seems to be taking the longest the longest part well, of it. Yeah, so yeah. Look, we'll talk about the elephant in the room. The press conference was the thing that really got me a bit a bit annoyed. Um, look, I like SVG. Seems no, like a nice Nick. guy. No, I don't. What are you lying for? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a nice – he probably is a nice guy on some level, but the way he conducted himself yesterday after on Sunday afternoon was terrible. I watched that 12-minute Yeah, he was just cringeworthy, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to yep. listen to it. He was, yeah. But Chad Nalen – Oh. Magnificent <laughs> job. Good on you, Chad. If you listen, he won't be. But if he, if you are by any chance listening, I think he held himself really well. Yeah, for sure. And he took him to took him to task. Like he wasn't going to back. Well, he's down. paid to do a job too, just yeah. like Shane is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but he wasn't afraid to go there. What you'll find with a lot of journalists is that they're they're they they just back be, down. Yeah, they want to or they want to stay on the good side of the driver because they want to get an exclusive. You know, maybe in a few years' time. Yeah. He certainly didn't do that, you know. Um, with respect to Aaron Noonan, you do you think you'd get that sort of questioning from Noons? Oh, probably not. No, because no, he's more on the softer side. Yeah, because yeah. he might want him in for a. a Noons pod. got a new job this year. I know. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. Noons done well on SEN, the SEN network. So yeah, I, and I I love Noons. I've I've asked him to come on the podcast as well, and uh, yeah, he's he's said that he's busy, but uh, he'll try one day. But we'd love to have Noons on. I'd love to have Aaron Noonan sit in here because he's an insider. We've the budget for Noons. He's probably up there with yeah, the big time now. Yeah, we've got to dig deep to get him. But he'd be worth it. Yeah. Well, I definitely. would love to have him on. He's just, his head would be full of so much. Yeah. He's got so much knowledge for that, for that series. He does. But he's not the sort of guy that I think would, would have pushed SVG in that situation. Not, no. And I don't think Shane was ready for Chad either. No, I think I think he was surprised by, and so was Davey Reynolds. If you look at Davey's face, he looked over at 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 Shane and said, "He kind of screwed now." Yeah. So I think it was you know uh, Chad did really well and wasn't scared to go there. A lot of other journalists I don't think would have gone there. Even oh, I shouldn't say their names. I shouldn't say their names, but even AVL would AVL go there? Oh. <laughs> Stephen Bartholomus, uh, is that how you say yeah. his name? He would. But, yeah. He'd definitely <laughs> go there. He would have pushed him hard as well. So, look, I mean, there's different strokes. for. Well, give it folks. to Dave Reynolds, but he still speaks his mind. And, you yeah. know, he, he even still sort of backed up what Shane was saying anyway in, mm-hmm. a, in a more sort of diplomatic way, I suppose. And just, yep. you know, we're not happy with the with the cars and, you know. They're, they're not happy. What do you think about the supercars centering in them, though? Do you think that's... No, I don't think that's right. 
I don't think that's right. I think they should be able to speak their mind. I think they should be able to speak their mind. But a, a new car, with this this new car isn't an evolution. Unfortunately, it's like basically start from scratch again. So, in previous the last fifteen twenty years, we've had evolutions of EB the EB Falcon, the supercar, the original supercar. Yep evolve into what it became um unfortunately this is starting from scratch but you know i've listened to a lot of commentary as well and that's what they're paid to do is to race cars and and to adapt to it and i think we're going to see people like andre Heingardner, um brody i think they're nipping at the heels and if they these guys can adapt to the new car yeah. even will brown yeah i actually had a question mark on will brown before the season started yep. I wasn't sold. But I but think he had uh, was it back issues or something. Yeah, yeah. But of that question marks disappeared. But I think um, people like SVG should probably just put up and shut up and get on with it. Well, Shane's comment today on his Facebook page was saying that he made these comments through the whole process of Gen Three. So he's he was trying to refer to, well, I've told you this and I've told you this like going along in that process and you know i'm just he goes it wasn't he goes i'm not having a go um why would i be having a go if the car actually suits the way i drive because i've obviously run why would i complain and he goes but there's other drivers out there you know that's um that obviously it's, it's affecting but I, I mean i don't you know it's it's a new car for everyone mm. um there's going to be teething issues and yeah. you know it's not supposed to be easy to drive is it no no i didn't like think so. <laughs> yeah i and I, I did you hear the, did you listen to the entire press conference no i don't i don't I, I don't know if i did or not because i was at least I, from what i heard yeah i'm not sure there was a discussion around air conditioning like oh, no, i didn't hear the, that one bit. of the journos asked would it be better if they put air conditioning in the car and I and I, I thought to myself, like God, please, did I hear right? I mean, I know there's some GT3 and GT2 cars that run air conditioning. That's fine. That's okay. That's but I don't put those cars in this category. You know what I mean? That's Does NASCAR a, have uh, aircon? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I I just think to myself, you know what the problem is? I think the core of the problem is the car has. A lot less downforce on it. There's no, there's no, there's not as much downforce. I mean, you, you, we saw yeah. Declan Fraser. Well, they, 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 even Scaife and Tanda and all that have driven the or Tanda's driven the car, and they relate it back to. They said it's it's like driving an early two thousands uh, um, supercar. So like mm. your your what's what are we there? AUBAs. Yeah, they reckon it's sort of so it's got that sort of scale of you know yeah, which were a lot looser mm. and you know. I mean, I don't race the car, so I'm not qualified to talk. But it just felt like it. it we all knew that going into this. Like, I mean, if you look at the front under tray, we saw Declan Fraser's all smashed up. But the the theory of that front under tray is all big open gaps in it now, so it doesn't. It's not generating that suction under yep. the front of the car. I'm not sure why they're surprised by that or why they're not adapting to that. I, I know they haven't had much lead up into that, but all the cars are the same. Yep. You know. I don't know. I, I well, just he said, David said, he goes, we've been driving those other cars for 10 years. We're happy with them. We love them because they're easy to drive. And now we're driving cars that aren't easy to drive. But mm. Yeah, but that's the game. That's it. <laughs> this is it, you know. Got a question for you. Who's under the pressure the most? Nick Percat or Anton Di Pasquale? Oh. 
That's a good one. They're, they're both Pro- probably both <laughs> under the same amount of pressure. I, I'm but in saying that, if Will Davison isn't performing, then it could be a car issue. Yeah. Whereas Mostert almost won the race on Sunday. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Perks has been off him for some time now. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, whole year, whole year he spent all of last year at the back, at the back and wasn't able to yeah. you know get anywhere near Chaz and you know Anton. He came as the golden child, you know, the replacement mm. for um, Scotty, but I'm not feeling that. Not feeling that. No, not not yet. Anyway, not after that first one. So no. hopefully they can find something. He'll have a bit, we'll, we'll be watching. We'll be watching. I'm a I'm a big big fan of Nick Percat, but I, I he needs to. He You're needs a fan to of Nick Percat? Not really. No, just say that. <laughs> <laughs> just in case he wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> Hey, what did you think of this from Peter Adderton? Oh, like, mate, you know how many people I sent this to? Because <laughs> this is my wife and all of my wife's friends. <laughs> I did, I sent it. We, we, we got a boys and girls <laughs> chat between us and I, it was, I thought this is perfect for that chat group. And they all put their hand up. So it's a picture of a scuffed ri- – well, that's actually quite heavily damaged. That's more than just scuffed. That's quite heavily damaged. So it's a rim a rim that's got what we call gutter rash, but it's when you hit the curb on your rim. Peter Adderton, uh, CEO of, or owner, managing director, whatever you want to call him, of Boost, uh, Boost Mobile, put on his Facebook page, Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> I don't know. Do you follow him on social media? Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, I think I've got – I don't know if I even actually follow him, but his stuff keeps coming up on my on my feed, regardless. So if you want to become a social media influencer or whatever you want to call it, but follow Peter Adderton and, and just he must be he must have someone on social media and he posts a lot himself. So he must he must have a lot of time to do that. I don't know if Boost, you know, he must have a good offsider there or someone CFO running the business because um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And given his position in supercars, uh, as a as an outsider trying to get in, I didn't think that. I didn't think it was well. in bad taste. Do you think? I, I, I'm. I don't think it augurs well. <laughs> I don't think it augurs well. The, the supercars is now a massive sport, and it's one of inclusion. Even though there's no female drivers in it. Um, yeah, I don't think you can do that, eh? Maybe not. Anyway, I know I know what you're saying, but um, sending it to a group of friends is one thing. But oh, I, I sent it to because this is, this is my wife. She <laughs> and she knows it, and even my my friend's wife knows it as well. They put their hand up, so they put, "Yep, that's me." I know because they clean their cars, and I see it all the time. Yeah, gutter rash. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, part of the the. the don't get me wrong, Nick. I've even bent a, a scratch of rim or two in my life. I think we all have. Yeah, I, I that VE Commodore I had. I don't think I ever put a mark on the rim, and the one that was on there wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't done by me. You know, you know the only one I did bad is when I had that VX Commodore, the SS, yeah. with the Momo stars on it. Yeah, and funny enough, I was at on Oxford Street there, not far from John's. Yeah, and I was backing up, and it was the. There wasn't a curb, it was just like a flat, like so we, a path. But then I didn't see it went back into into a curb. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I just yeah. reversed probably five mil too much. Oh, shit. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, I'm swearing. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, it's um, yeah. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was appropriate. But anyway, for for someone that's looking to start and trying, so you're, what to you're get saying him. is he's not going to have a women as a trying no, no, one no. of his cars. No, look, what I'm saying <laughs> is that he is a guy that's trying to get in, trying to get a a, a team into the supercars, and I don't think that augurs well. But yeah. he put a photo of a bo- another boost car just the other day and mm. saying. Yeah, so we, he's we, got. We he's bought, got, he goes, we bought well because four cars, four triple eight cars were in the top ten. He goes, oh, so at least we've bought well. So, yeah, but he hasn't got the license to race them. So, so, so he's actually got a car yeah, ready got, to go. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a car. He's his was one of the first ones ready to go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, I thought because he couldn't go in, he just didn't proceed at all. No, no, he's got, he's got car. Got a car, no problem there. It's a good problem to have. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've got a Gen, <laughs> I've got a Gen three race car. I can't use. Sorry, as I have a sip You're of right. water there. We're going to talk new Targa regs tonight on the podcast, but Todd Todd isn't here. Um, I look. I'll be honest with you. I had a. They're not new. When I say new regs, I actually got this incorrect. They're not new regs. They're. Their findings from the accidents that happened in um, Tasmania, in in Target Tasmania. So there are a whole lot of recommendations. I, I I'm not comfortable talking about them tonight on the podcast because a I don't know what I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent versed in the subject. We left it with Todd, but that has just come out. I think it was last week that came out that those findings. So I'm really curious to speak with Todd, maybe Ross as well. Ross Tapper, or even I know Paul, Paul Pernicelli, mm-hmm. had some opinions on it as well. Um, but we need to get someone that's in Targa, um, even maybe the Rulos as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. What their thoughts are on, on these on these findings and, and recommendations. That's not to say that these are the regs that they'll be using, but their findings and recommendations for the sport moving forward. And the, the sooner... We get Targa up and running. I think the the better. I think. Well, I just saw the Albany run got cancelled because of yep. road works or something getting done. Some okay. some construction. Yeah, so it's going to be unsafe or something for to run that event. Yeah, okay. right. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not aware of why it got cancelled. Yeah, no, being open cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And that's a shame because uh, that's a really that's great a event one. as well. Well, without yep. race wars, and that's sort of the the mm. next thing for for the that's city, right. isn't it? Yeah. Really. Yep. Actually, I was in Wagen the other day, and I had a discussion with one of the guys working on the Albany. He's come up from Albany up to Wagen, and I had a discussion with him about the Albany Motorplex. So we need to get Theo on the podcast as well. There's lots going on there at the moment. They're halfway through the motocross cool. track, and there's lots of things happening there, so we need to get them on as well. So um, well done to those guys. They've done a magnificent job. All right, well, what I think we'll do is we'll change gears here again. We're going to talk Western Nationals. Um, Simon was going to be on the podcast tonight. He's busy building your converter, if you're listening. Whoever you are, I'm sure he's building your converter right now. So <laughs> he can't make it in. He's he's under the pump at the moment. So, And you'd think he's actually catching up, but it's the end of the drag racing season, another month or two events to go, and uh, there's no... There's no respite in sight, so he can't make it tonight. Western Nationals, um, look, I'll just talk a bit about the event before we get stuck into all the all the results here. It's a great event. I, I love going to the Western Nationals. It's one of my favourite times of the year. Um, and I wanted to just 
just say to everyone that was there and all the track staff, the magnificent job that they did again. I think, you know, they really knocked it out of the park. It was a trying couple of days. The 1,000-foot timers weren't working. So for top fuel, they go they race to the 1,000-foot. Um, without them working, it was hard to know who won. So in qualifying, they went off their eighth-mile times to see them in qualifying. For 1,000-foot, they when it got to racing, they literally had to put two people standing there yeah. and a slow-motion camera. And You know, I, I know it might sound stupid, but I didn't know that they they only raced to 1,000-foot. Yeah, 1,000-foot. I didn't foot. know that. Yeah. So many years ago, we they wanted to slow the cars down, and rather than slow them down, they just took them to 1,000-foot. That was their mechanism of slowing the cars yeah, down. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. One of them was Noddy. <laughs> Kevin Prendergast was one of the flagmen. Um, look, we've all got our thoughts on that. But I think the guys, the top fuel teams, uh, endeavour to work through that because at the end of the day, you know they're racing. It's 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 a it's supposed to be professional. Um, the slow motion cameras weren't really slow mo. There's the frames. There was one race there. The, the frames just weren't. There weren't enough frames in between. I was going to say, like yeah. you know, the speed they're doing. Like, how can you not rely on? Proper beams for that. So it was it was tough, and I I'm a, I'm a big advocate of always saying to people when you go watch a top fuel event, at least for one of the rounds, go to the thousand foot. So that's what me and Mark did. We went down to the for the second round, we walked down to the thousand foot and parked ourselves at the thousand foot. I said, I want to see how hard it is. I had no chance to, so, s- to see. see yeah, who, no who way, won. man. There was a couple of races. That's crazy. There. I said, no, no, don't know. I couldn't even pick the Street Outlaws cars a couple of weeks ago down there, let alone alone those. So congrats to those guys. They did a magnificent job and, um, yeah, that was was trying. Um, My thoughts, I was going to ask Simon, and I'll ask you as well. So in top few, I kind of get it. We had a seven-car field. You run the all-run format. In Door Slammer, they had an eight-car field, but they still ran that all-run format. I'm not... I'm a traditionalist. I like to see eliminations in drag racing. In Top Door Slammer, they ran that three-round format as well. And I'm just not – I don't know. I think in so Door Slammer – So it's a point Slammer, system, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the cars come out for the final, and I'm not I'm not big on that, uh, especially when you've got more, eight or more cars in the field. So anyway, that's just me being the traditionalist. I, I think – I think it has its merit in some classes, like top fuel. I get it, but not in doors. Is it more for the spectacle yeah. that they do it for? So yeah, you just 100%. see them more, more often? Yeah, you see more cars going down the track. So, And a big shout-out to Lisa Gregorini. Uh, that was her debut. So she licensed the car at that event, and uh, she did a magnificent job. She made it to the B final and, um, you know, Ran up, came up against Peter Capiris, and um, Peter Capiris took the win. But she did a magnificent job. Now they they call that an all female team, and not uh, the cynics would probably say, "Oh yeah," but I bet you yeah, the guys get involved as well. I can assure you, I know uh, one of the girls that are on that team, and and I can tell you that is an all female team. Sure, Daniel does look over them, and um, so does Pete as well. But when they do their most of the work happens. On Wednesday night, and yeah, of course, night, yeah, you know, and they are, these girls are there working on that car on the crew nights, and you know they did a magnificent job to license that car. Licensed in the car ran so well as well, so it's a credit to Lisa, 
to Daniel, the entire team, I think they've done a magnificent job. And all the people that help him as well, uh, magnificent job. What car is it, Nick? It's a Camaro 68, I think. And, and, and category? Door slammer. Oh, door slammer. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I think it's... Daniel's going to probably shoot me, but I, I'm pretty sure Daniel's is a 68 as well, Camaro. Yeah, 67, 68, it's hard to say. They're yeah. quite similar, so yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I think they're both... They're, they're the same. One's red, one's green, so... Cool. Um, yeah, done a magnificent job. Uh Really great event. Um, so let's just run through to top door slammer. In the A final, it was uh, Daniel taking the win uh, over Kelvin Lyle. That's a really good race, uh, 7.52 over Kelvin, 7.47. Uh, better reaction time winning that one for Daniel. In the B final, it was Peter Kapiris over Lisa. In the C finals, Matt Abel over the solo over John Zapier. John, John Zapier had a night he would rather forget. We'll talk about Zap in a sec. And Ryan Moresby won over Morris Brennan in the D final. So Zap, um, Zap hurt the motor pretty hard in the first round. Um, weren't able to get it done in time for the second round. And in the in the C final, you know, I don't know, it just it didn't have any years. It just couldn't get. Oh. Just yeah. So it was it, he he had a night he'd rather forget. Did, I saw that he ran a five six or something on the Saturday. yeah the night before yeah yeah, yeah ran, the car ran was running magnificent the night before in qualifying, uh, just had a night the the yeah the Sunday night just wasn't to be. We'll talk about uh, comp bike. Uh, sorry, top bike uh, a final. But great to see Benny Stevens. Uh, that bike's going really well. So he had a win over Kevin Gummow. Uh, in the B final, it was Greg Jurak. Uh, had a solo against Chris Chris, Math- Chris Matheson was supposed to front, but um, he couldn't get the couldn't get the bike in reverse after his burnout. Rob Cassar took the win over Aaron Deary, and in the D final, it was Jay Upton who took the win over Mark Drew. Jay having a shocker as well, like they they um, the pulley broke the pulley, the bolts, all the bolts holding the pulley on the supercharger, sheared them right off, oh. uh, broke a belt as well. So they had a night they'd rather probably forget as well. So congratulations to um, Benny Stevens back on the bike and he's doing a magnificent job. It's really great to see him. We'll talk about top fuel while we're here. So the top fuel in the A final, we had Phil Reed over... Um, uh, Peter Zibris, uh, that was that was yeah. The video replay um, had to be used in that. Not so much to see who won, but to see if Phil had crossed the center line. I was fairly confident he hadn't, and the replay showed that he hadn't. Um, he blew the timing blocks over. He was really close to him, but never crossed the center line. So well done to Phil. That was a magnificent race. Uh, Damien Harris, who took the win over Wayne Newby, his teammate. That one went to slow-mo. That was the one that was really hard to tell who won that one. Really hard to tell. C-final, our WA guy, Carl, uh, Carl Putland. Congratulations to him as well. Uh, Phil Lamartina had an early shut-off. And, um, yeah, the Lamartinas, not a great weekend for them. Shane Olive, the other car, made the D-final on a solo. So they didn't. They had a weekend they'd rather forget as well. The Lamartinas wasn't wasn't going for them. In saying that, their son, Ross, uh, wrapped up the championship in junior dragster. So no doubt we're going to see Ross. I don't, I'm not sure what he's getting into next, but we'll see Ross coming into something soon. We'll just go through our winners in the, at the Western Nationals. Now, the Western Nationals also coincided with the grand final of the Andra 
series for this season. So in, in Junior Dragster, as I said, it was Ross Lamartina who won the championship and he was also the runner-up for the event. Um, so well done to Ross. Uh, Sarah Osborne was the winner. Sorry, championship runner-up was Sarah Osborne and the event winner, Western Nationals winner, was Tyler Jarvis. Mod Bike champion and event runner-up was Brian Alvisio. Championship runner-up was Brian Hotka, and event winner was Chris Fryer. Um, won't get into the top. Yeah, top qualifier, and that was Chris Allen as well. Super Street uh, champion Tommy Turek did a magnificent job coming over from South Australia. Championship runner-up and event runner-up was Lisa Garbellini. They are out and about, the Garbellinis. Uh, Paul Garbellini was the event winner. Top qualifier there, no surprises, Stephanie Galotto. She can make that car go 10-0, Super Sedan champion and also the John Storm Memorial winner was Lance Larkham. Uh, championship runner-up was uh, Peter Sorkis. An event winner and a top qualifier was Brody Zapier. So we've seen Brody running that, I think it's a 98 Camaro. Z28, beautiful looking car, and uh, well done to Brody. He's really, Brody is John's nephew, and um, he, I think he won the Junior Dragster Championship last year, and uh, jumped into this super sedan car and has taken to it like a duck to water. Event runner up was Glenn Sturkenberg as well in his Commodore Ute. Uh, in mod, we had champion, the champion and top qualifier was Simon Barlow. Championship runner-up was uh, Daniel uh, Hodgkins. And event winner was Paul Ryan. Event runner-up was Jeff Acton. Supercharged Outlaws, champion and uh, top qualifier was Alan Mankoff, all the way up from Newman. Uh, championship runner-up, Diona Day. And event winner was Casey McClure. And the event runner-up was Norbert Clayt. Top sportsman and champion and event winner, Leon Davies. Championship runner-up was Glenn Henley. Event runner-up, Corey Reed, And top qualifier, Jason Stairs. Comp bike champion, Joe Corey. Championship winner, Jake Hamilton, moderate. Event winner and top qualifier, Daniel Natalotto. And event runner-up was Troy Thompson. Super stock event champion and event winner. And top qualifier, Adrian Vella. That car can really get up and boogie that thing. Pops the wheels right out to first gear. Um, amazing to see a car like that in super stock be so consistent and uh, get the front wheels up. What there. car is that, Nick? It is a Cobalt, Chevy Cobalt. Oh, okay. But it really dangles the front wheels up <laughs> in the air. So it's an awesome looking car. Championship runner up there was Tom Dimitropoulos. And event runner up was Steve Norman in the BMW. It's, it was really unusual to see Steve not win the Western Nationals. I think it's the first time he hasn't won Western Nationals for quite some time. It's also very unusual to see the Chasty family not in the finals for Superstock as well. I think they were having some issues. So really unusual not to see the, the Red Commodore, the Chasty family, not not there at the pointy end. I know Jamie will be listening, but anyway, I'm sure he will be there next year. In comp, um, we had top qualifier and champion and event runner-up, Craig Geddes. There's no nothing new there. I can't believe how consistent this guy is in comp. He's, he's unbelievable, Craig Geddes. Championship runner-up, Madison Brown. 
uh, an event winner, Michael Buckley. And as I said, we went through Top Fuel and uh, Top Door Slammer and the Top Bike results before. So, again, Western Nationals, love going to it. Uh, big, big weekend at the Motorplex. Can't wait for the 2024 version of the Western Nationals. Did you want to get into Formula One? Go on. Might as well. Let's talk Formula One. If people are still listening. <laughs> if everyone's still <laughs> After those results. If you want to read the results, go to the Andrew website. Might might make more sense. Skip past that if you don't want to listen to me. Just read the results. Go to the Andrew website. Hey, Formula One now. Interesting season kicked off. Um, some The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> I can't believe Ferrari. Just, just It was like... Deja vu. I couldn't believe it. It was... It was lap 41. I didn't it's think... It, yeah. I looked at that again in the notes, but I thought it was earlier than that. It felt earlier than that. I think the the, the, the most, you know, Red Bull and Verstappen just look like, you know, they're not going to be challenged at all this year based on what we saw. I know it's only one race, but even the drivers are saying it. So if they're, if they're saying it, then there's not much hope. No, there's not. So it was a 12-second lead... The win, the win was a twelve-second win over his own teammate Sergio Perez. I, I guess one of the highlights, if we want to call it that, and they're forty seconds off the pace, if you want to call it that, it was the Aston Martin, the performance of Fernando Alonso. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Well, can that's we it. Head on. That's it. I don't know. But even the cars come into question now, but it's legality, so yeah. we'll soon see that. We'll know if you know under the table if they get told to change something and whether he drops off, like him. Past our, years, yes, that's right. you know what I mean. You always yeah. see these cars. I think it was one year Force India. Was it Force India? Yeah, Force India. Well, like, yeah. and then the, and then within three races, they were nowhere to be seen. Well, that that <laughs> is the 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 Aston Martin. It's the same is, car, isn't it's, it? It's a Force India, and it started life <laughs> as a Force India. But I don't know. I, uh, look, I mean, the t- I I try to get some talking points. The good thing about this, Nick, is that Mercedes is still slow, so we've, we can. Uh, well, I was actually surprised by how slow they were. They're actually they've, yeah, they've dropped back. Uh, but they didn't change the design at all. No. Like they stuck with that design. Yeah. And even Hamilton's come out saying, I've told them to change it and they haven't listened. Yeah. It was interesting to see how yeah, poor they were. I've got in the notes here, what have I written? Mercedes look defeated. Not only not only are they racing Ferrari, they're really racing Aston Martins now. You know what I mean? They're sort of that, that Tier, mm. another tier down, I guess. What do we think of our Aussie Oscar Oscar <coughs> Piastri? Um, electrical problem on lap twelve. I think he looked okay up until lap twelve, but I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, I think it's too early to say. Um, that reading some of the comments on, on the socials, is the McLaren looks was terrible in all aspects of the you know of their car, which is which is sad, but you know. If you watch Drive to Survive, um, you sort of don't feel sorry for <laughs> this Oscar Pash. Even though he's Australian, uh, you know, the whole, the way they show that that whole debacle regarding um, his seat from Alpine to McLaren and obviously Daniel's outing and then the Gasly, you know, into Alpine thing. And you sort of don't feel sorry for McLaren at all after watching that. I think 
I haven't seen the episode. I've only watched one episode so far of this season, so I need to catch up on that. How far into it is it? Like, is it episode two? No, it's probably halfway through. I yeah, think it's okay. ten episodes, and I think it's halfway through somewhere. Yeah, right. fourth or fifth. I need to catch yeah. up on that then, because you've been telling me to do that, and I haven't done it. I, I'm curious to know then, because the Drive to Survive series has a has its a unique way. I'll put it of of um, capturing. Yeah, it is quite unique. Yeah. I don't think we see another sport. I think, but they package it. I, I like. I actually, I personally like the way they do it. Yeah, like how they. It's sort of like they go, f- they go forward and back. You know, a bit per team, but it sort of just links in well the way they, yeah. the way they package it together. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, but the most thing that stood out to me in that series was the relationship between Gasly and Sonoda. Because Gazzy's obviously leaving, he's yep. left to go there, and uh, yeah, it was quite sad to see <laughs> this uh, Gasly leaving, and obviously he was sort of like a brotherly figure to to Sonoda, really? and okay. yeah, and it's, it was sort of to see that relationship, and like you don't see that obviously yeah. watching the races and that, but to see it behind the scenes, it was yeah, it was sad to see him leave, even though obviously he's you know, but Gazzy's still giving him some you know uh, you know some. Um, how would you say, you know, just still urging him on and, yeah. and giving some advice and that on, on what to do for the next year and and that, yeah. How do you think, because it's well documented that Gasly and Esteban Ocon, Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon, don't have a, they're childhood friends, but they don't have a great relationship. They're now in the same team. I'm really curious to see how that plays out on the next, we we're not going to probably see that, yeah. you know, racing, but... Well, maybe we will. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see how they go in Alpine, Alpine, sorry, and how that plays out on Netflix as well, because yeah. they're they're well documented as no longer being friends, um, for different reasons. I don't know what they are to be honest, but it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in the sport as well. I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm I'm not, I'm I won't say I'm a fan or not of of either of them, but I think they're good young talent. You know, Pierre. Both I've of always them. sort of been a fan of Gasly. Like yeah. he, I think he's been a bit hard done by, you know, a bit underrated as well. And he's always with that Alpha t- with a with a car. He's always managed to be sort of competitive. Yeah, top ten, even you know, sort of chips away at some seventh and eighths and sixth for a car that's probably not supposed to really even be in there sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know he's he's probably underrated in, in the whole scheme of things mm. in some of those drivers and probably. Didn't get a, you know a, a fair fair crack at the Red Bull whether it didn't suit him or not. But um, it's interesting. He's one of those guys that made the comeback as well. Like spent the year out and came back again, and which is what we hope Daniel's doing as well. Yeah. We hope that he can get come back into the sport. And Esteban's done the same thing. Had to spend the year out. Was in. Spent the year yeah, out yeah. and yeah, back true, in yeah. again. Um, both yeah. have won races as but well. Where's Daniel going to go? Well, I don't know. That's that's the million dollar question. They in in if, so if you go back to the, obviously the you know Villeneuve spoiler alert, I suppose obviously for this yeah. uh, drive to survive, it's too late for that. But um, yeah, you sort of um, you know they you know you hear Gunter you know ask you know someone asking Gunter about what about getting Daniel when obviously uh, Schumacher was not going to come back, and then um, who was it? Um, Oh, they were asking Alpine if they take Daniel back, and they said yes. They were, so they were looking at him 
uh, they wanted someone with experience. So I was, I was, I was going to something about him, uh, Gasly, uh, and I think it might have even been Hulkenberg as well. Um, so yeah, they were looking. Yeah. Could have potentially gone back, but where's he going to go? You know, Look, back to you know, unless Perez drops the ball this year. Yeah, I can't see that happening to be honest. But Lauren, uh, Lauren, Laurent, I don't know how you say his first name, Lauren, I think it is, uh, Rossi from the CEO of Alpine, um, has said that he would, won't say no to Daniel, hasn't yeah. said yes yeah. as well. Correct. So yeah. he's open-minded to having Daniel back there. I think it's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be that easy to to having him there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see yeah. how that all plays so, out. Yeah, it will be. Yep, very di- difficult to see. Esteban Ocon, I had that in my notes as well. Just some of the um, some of the points from the race, the Bahrain race. What an absolute shocker! So he he picked up three penalties in a row, and I don't know if that's ever been done before. <laughs> so he didn't start in the pit box. Uh, sorry, in the starting grid. Very, he had um, he was forward of the starting box, so he was given a um, he had to serve a pit penalty for that. Um, so it was a five-second penalty. How hard is it to count to five or have someone <laughs> say, don't touch the car, don't touch the car? Isn't that no. a timer? Yeah, I thought so as well. Anyway, one of the mechanics went to work on the car in under five seconds. So well, I actually thought the FIA does the timing for that. No, I think it's incumbent on the team doing it. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, it's, it's not very difficult to do, guys. Anyway, he started working on the car in under five seconds. So he had to do another 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 five second stop go. No, I think it was a ten second actually. So when he came back around to do that one there, he was speeding in pit lane. <laughs> so then he had to do another one. Three penalties in a row. So he had a shocker. But I think he's got talent, Esteban. Um, but I'm really that's something to watch this year. If there's a little uh, another story in a story, the Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Gasly. That's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. I'm really curious to see how that goes. Just getting back to the results, we didn't even say who won the race. Um, Verstappen. Yeah, Verstappen won the race. Verstappen, Perez, Alonso. It's go. good to see Alonso, but I hope I hope that car still stays competitive. Yeah. Do you think it was interesting him asking for an investigation into who hit him at the start of the race? <laughs> do you think? Do you think like someone may have like there must have been a secret message that went out just said, "Shut up!" It was the boss's son. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He went quiet on it quickly. Oh, so I don't know. Somehow they got the message to him. Yeah. Like just let it go because you know what Alonso's like. Fernando, yeah. he gets on that radio and he wanted the oh, investigation yeah. into. Who well, that's another reason for you to go back and watch Drive to Survive because it's quite animated in some of his radio um, messages, and even in the media when they're interviewing based on when he was making. Because obviously when Vettel retired, and the next day, you know he was. Aston Martin, and up until that episode, he was um, all Alpine. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a good good to watch that sort of watch that behind the scenes stuff. If you're interested in that sort of thing, yeah, you should you should watch Drive to Survive. I know I don't. It's um, it's Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Netflix. I mean, I I don't. As I said, I've only watched the one episode, but I need to make more time to watch it. You know, the beauty about Drive to Survive is that's something that you can watch. I shouldn't say with the whole family, but it's certainly something that your wife can watch as well yeah, because it sure. does bring in different aspects of the sport which might not be related to racing. I watch it while she's watching Maps, Nick. Okay. So she watches Maps and then I go, 
<laughs> so I ain't watching this. I'm gonna go watch Netflix. <laughs> I don't have that problem. My wife won't watch it. She used to, but she doesn't watch it this year. But she doesn't mind Drive to Survive. She actually quite enjoys the 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 theatre yeah. of Formula One. Yeah, because it's not all. It's not about racing. It's, yeah, you know, it is. You know, it's like a drama. Yeah, the Americans have a knack of doing that. They they certainly have a knack. Speaking of, well, we're talking about Drive to Survive now. Really, is there something else that we should be watching out for there on Drive to Survive? No, I think I mentioned most of it yeah. r- right there. I mean, it's all it's all like they, the way they go through e- each of the teams, and mm. it's obviously all the um, the controversy. Like you know, when <coughs> Ferrari starts stuffing yeah. up, which happens quite early yeah, um, yeah, and continues on for the whole season uh, to see them under pressure. Um, and then obviously, yeah, it's a bit sad to see Daniel uh, and his obviously final, you know, comments and not knowing that he's not going to be on the next one, you know. So, yeah. so that's a bit, you know, it's a bit sad to see. But yeah. 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 But yeah, the, the, the animations from uh, Alonso are quite, Quite funny and and like I said, that relationship between uh, Gasly and Sonoda that you never would have expected. It was yeah, like a brotherly sort of love was there. So that's certainly been downplayed in in real time, or yeah. sorry, in the real world, whatever you want to call it, in real out there. Because it's certainly not something that I was aware of yeah. that that they had that kind of relationship. So that's that's good to know. That's why should we should be watching this sort of stuff. Anyway, I mean, uh, what's coming up? We've got a fair bit coming up, actually. So, Todd and myself, we're loading up the XW. I hope it'll be all right. We're towing a trailer. It'll be all right. Pinjara. should be all right. be all right. Check the diff oil <laughs> before I go. Just put those new rotors <laughs> I'm going to give you on there first. <laughs> so, we're actually heading off to the 13th annual Live Lighter Pinjara Max on Sunday, the 2nd of April, 2023. Make sure you come and see not only us, but come down there. Pinjara is such a beautiful part of the world. Um, they are on the grounds of Sir Ross McLarty Oval in Pinjara. You can enter online if you want to enter your car. That is $20 to enter your car. It's pretty cheap. Uh, and also come on down for the day. We're going to be there. A whole lot of Aussie Garage will be there. There's a whole lot of YouTubers going to be there. I'm not quite sure the format of what, what's expected from us, but I'm sure... Um, the team down there um, at Pinjara Max. It's also the West Coast Vanners will be hosting the panel van and state ute, ute state titles. Um, there'll be plenty of food stores, traders, kids entertainment. There's even a dino comp this year. Yeah. Yeah. So dino comp. We're going to have the trailer down there because we, we're bringing – just bringing too much gear. So I thought we'll bring a trailer and put it all in the trailer and that way you can cruise the car down there. Looking forward to that. So that's coming up. Um, we we'll also have, we're going to be having in the studio next week, uh, Mitchell Rando, Motivation 37 winner. We're making a bit of a tradition now of having grand champions of motivation coming into the podcast. So looking forward to that. We're having Mitchell, Mitchell right here. What else have you got coming up, Johnny? What oh, have geez. What have I got coming up? Are we able to say where you're off to in, in May? Yeah, that's yeah. no secret there. Motor yeah. X. Well, yep. I'm there every year anyway, but this yep. year it's a more, uh, you know, well, it's still just a uh, sort of work holiday, I suppose. Yep. So it's Stewie's taking the 55 down, so we'll go a day earlier than we normally go and give him a hand on the on the Friday for setup. Cool. Just do Any other West Aussies going? Um, not that I know of, no. Yeah. I know, I know, I uh, think, is it Noddy? Got. Invited as well, maybe yeah, okay. with the. Is it, I don't want to say it's a. H, it's a nice coupe, but the, um, 
the HQ Cube? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, so yeah, from from the same show as yep. uh, Stewie's one. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then <coughs> we might even try and uh, get a gig at the Sydney Hot Rod Show, which is probably about three or four weeks after that one too. Oh, okay, so right yeah, right. there's something that I haven't done that one. Of yep. all the shows in Australia, I still haven't been to that, and yep. it's something that I want to tick yeah. off. So Motor X, for those that are listening, it's in Melbourne this year. Melbourne, all, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. It hasn't gone back. It hasn't alternated for a few while now, so it's yep. just Melbourne Showgrounds. Yeah. Melbourne Showgrounds. 6th, 7th of May. Yep, 6th yeah. and 7th of May. So that's the weekend before Mother's Day. So don't – you won't be disappointing your mother if you go. Mm. You know, you I've know. been there a couple <laughs> – I've been there for Mother's Day, I think. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's what I'm sure your mother is very understanding <laughs> of that. Now, uh, what else? What else? Anything else? that? Yeah. You got on the on the no. Other than that, we're looking forward to this video that we did yes. last year. Hopefully we should probably talk about Brendan's that. hopefully wrapping it up as we speak. So Brendan Franklin of Because Race Cars wrapping up some editing that um, that you shot and I shot. Yeah, back in November it was the road to yep. Claremont. Yep, that's going to be roughly about an hour long. So yeah, it's, it's going to be like a decent yeah, yeah it's, and it's going to be probably a. Even though I've been putting up some videos over the last two or three months to fill the gaps, it's probably going to be our first big feature, yeah, feature video premiere or however you want to call yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit probably it's a bit raw, but yeah, I think it's going to be good though. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it as well. So keep an eye out for that. We'll let you know here on the podcast as well how that's progressing, um, and yeah, we're looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, and look, we apologise, as I said, Simon and Todd weren't able to come to this podcast. Unfortunately, they're just busy tied up with with work commitments. So um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, I don't know, whatever way you want to look at it, that comes first. Yeah, let us know. Who would you rather, us or uh, <laughs> <laughs> them? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Let us know if you'd prefer. No, actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> not like let us answer. know if it's us. If it's not us, then yeah, yeah just keep it quiet. Keep <laughs> <laughs> it to yourself. All right, well, that brings this episode to an end. Also, as well, I just urge our listeners as well, We look, if you know of some people we should be talking to or if you've got some ideas, let us know as well because we don't, you know, I'm not always across, you know, different forms of motorsport and motoring. So let us know if there's a guest out there that you think we should be talking to. Drop us a line, drop us a message. I get messages all the time. A lot of questions about the Camry, and I'm gonna. I always got to handball them to. I actually got one today asking about the transmission in the Camry. <laughs> I said, oh, I really don't know, but I'll I'll pass that one on. So Camry's the, the the real star, isn't it? It is. The Camry is so a, we is might a have star. to do some more stuff with it. I know, I know. It's 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 hard, but because it's not. Look, Todd has, has the Camry got a tow ball? It does actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, not interested <laughs> in driving that to Pinjara. I'll take my. I'll take the X stuff. Thanks. I think that's actually more reliable than the Camry. <laughs> to be honest, I know I'd get there with the X stuff. I'm not so sure with the Camry, but yeah, it's um, it's an interesting car. I know. I know. I'll be honest. Simon has given it to a YouTuber, so there'll be a YouTube video coming out soon of it. Um, because he feels that the car needs needs more. Um. Social media presence. Yeah, it probably does. And, and we haven't been able yeah. to do that, unfortunately, for one reason or another. So, yeah, so it's he's passed that the car. He still owns a car, but he's given it to another YouTuber to see what we can, what he can come up with. And, 
get the car some more exposure as well. So cool. we took it. We had a spate there. We took it to a number of car shows at the start of the year. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're we're open to ideas as well. All right. Well, that brings this episode to an end. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Johnny. No, my pleasure. Thank you for coming along because it would have been a, I would have been all, <laughs> all by myself if I if you weren't, and uh, that could get hard to listen to. So, now appreciate you coming in. No thanks worries. for joining Any us, time. and uh, take care. And we'll see you out there soon. Yeah. No worries. Take care. Bye bye. Ciao.